Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's happening out in the wild world of independent wrestling? Weekend at Effie's. It's available on all podcast platforms and has the first-hand accounts of professional wrestler Effie each week as he tries to make sense of his crazy adventures, travel, and plethora of weird wrestling shows shared without interruption to friend and spiritual confidant Peter. Weekend at Effie's is a raw and thought-provoking look into a chaotic world, and with over a year of episodes available, there's plenty to listen to now. Just search Weekend at Effie's wherever you hear podcasts. That's Weekend at Effie's, E-F-F-Y-S. They also have a TikTok and Twitter at Weekend at Effie's or Patreon, patreon.com slash Weekend at Effie's. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. The one that everybody wants, me. You're going to acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast. It's time for your Monday Night Raw review on this Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. And we're going to discuss a Raw that honestly may have been Triple H's worst Raw that he's produced. Now, that's not to say it was a bad show. Because as he's since he's taken the helm, he has produced some fun, refreshing content. And I don't want to put down the entire show. It wasn't a bad show. I guess that the bar has just been reset at a much higher level that when you experience a show like this, in my mind, it just feels like a disappointment. It felt a little bit of a throwback to Vince. It's, it's almost like Vince was there as a cameo and he's coming by looking at everyone like, you guys still doing things the same way I would? Good. You know, and everyone just kind of had to act like they were doing what Vince would do. Of course, that's not reality. We know that. And even if Vince were to show up, I mean, he's not in any kind of position of authority anymore. But that's what it kind of felt like is that, you know, Vince made a cameo appearance and they let him run things, at least 
partially from Monday Night Raw with uh, just things that are happening that you don't have any explanation. For. We don't have any explanation for yet. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, are we ever going to get an explanation of what the hell's going on? I mean, they're just brawling. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, even the reaction to Brock showing up wasn't overwhelming because people don't know why this is happening. Even a megastar like Brock Lesnar, if you don't give us some context as to exactly what the hell's going on and why you're attacking Lashley, are we just supposed to be all mystified and and just, just totally taken back by how big of stars they are and it doesn't need a story, they're just battling? No. Uh, nobody is exempt from that requirement of emotional investment that is needed for a great story. And Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley so far is just a whole lot of muscle and not a lot of sizzle, if that makes sense. Maybe that was a bad analogy. But there's just a lot of a lot of punches being thrown, but there's no there's no reason behind it. And if I don't know the reason behind it, it kind of disinterests me outside of two huge dudes beating each other up. And I hate to say that right now because I was really looking forward to Triple H's version of what Lashley and Lesnar should have been. And I know we're only two weeks in. I understand that. But you'd figure by now we would have gotten some kind of justification from Lesnar. Some announcers, you know, Sarah Schreiber backstage catching up with Lesnar. Like, why did you attack Lashley last week? What's going on? And maybe I missed it. Maybe it was on WWE.com or something. But it shouldn't be hidden in the weeds. It should be right out there. Like, I shouldn't have to dig for it. It should be there. It should be readily available. And the announcers didn't say boo about it. Nobody seems to know why this is happening. We're just accepting it. And I, I don't like that. You know, I, I like that Triple H is taking the serious road for this program as it should have been from the beginning. And Vince took it as a joking uh, in more of a humorous approach, which I think was disastrous. But now Triple H is like forgetting the most, again, two weeks in, he hasn't presented one yet. I shouldn't say he's forgotten it, but it just seemed a little off that we don't know why. Also, the, the pull apart. Very Vince McMahon-esque. I mean, first of all, there's been a lot of pull-aparts lately, almost as many pull-aparts as there's been uh, factions formed since Triple H took over. And the the pull-apart thing I can kind of do without over the last several months. It feels just a little overdone, especially when, and this is to me the worst part of it, is beyond the overexposure and overuse of the pull-apart method of building a program, and the fact there's no context or reason behind any of this right now, which is really hurting it, is the fact that you have not just referees or Adam Pierce who comes out of the, the crypt and suddenly doesn't have control of anything. And I'm fine with that. I don't need an explanation. It's nice that he's not there, uh, focal point of Raw or SmackDown. But the fact that you have wrestlers as part of security to pull them apart on so many levels is a bad idea. Now, I understand the perception of it. I understand why they do it because the, the, the regular referees and security don't have the ability to pull those men apart, that you need extra strength to be able to do it. I get that. But to me, the sacrifice of looking at the wrestlers that are doing this and thinking that, oh, well, they need extra muscle is not worth me looking at these wrestlers and going, so why are they here? Do they have do they have a security license and WWE just has them on call? 
you know, they have a list of people on their roster and, oh, uh, Chad Gable has a security license. Let's use him when we really need him. And they have maybe a beeper, right, in their fanny pack. And they, oh, 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 WWE uh, the management's calling. We need to go to the ring. We need to pull apart somebody. Right? Okay, I just dated myself about 25 years with beepers and fanny packs. But th- my point is, it looks really weak when you have wrestlers pulling apart other wrestlers for so many reasons. To name a few, it tells you that they've got nothing else going on of substance at all going on. And that's alarming when you have wrestlers out there who suddenly are being used to just pull apart other guys and programs and they have to just make an appearance in someone else's program. Not good. Also, what's in it for them? Why are they? What's the, what's the interest here? Like, why are they doing this? You know, how does this benefit them exactly? I don't need them being a part of the separation committee. They should be able backstage that that's like, that's like if you had a, a, a rest or rather a singer, say, I don't know. I, uh, you had Blake Shelton. Okay. I'm, I just pulled a country singer out of my, out of my ass. You had Blake Shelton on stage performing and a fan ends up coming on stage and trying to touch or attack, uh, attack him. And then you have the opening act or second act that already performed come out and, and, uh, do the job of security and try to pull the fan down or pull the fans off of Blake Shelton. Right. I don't know where the hell I came up with Blake Shelton guys. I could have, I could have used any number of wrestle, uh, uh, music musicians, but do you see my drift? Like it doesn't make any sense. It would make it look weak. It would make it look like security and management can't do their job. And the fact that they run a wrestling company and can't hire adequate security is a problem. Um, but it, it's just, it's a long-standing issue that's very Vince McMahon-esque that has bled over into the Triple H era that maybe he doesn't care about. I do. I find it silly. I find it demeaning to those wrestlers. And, and what are they on standby? Is it, does WWE not only have them on, as the, on their security list? That they, oh, Everybody has a security license here. They can, they can uh, help us out when needed. But also, hey, guys, can you also provide a list of, uh, uh, you know, at any time that you have nothing of substance going on in your career, just, you know, let us know, or, or, or we'll just tell you that you have nothing going on. Your career is that boring that you you're on standby to help pull apart a couple of guys. It's, it's so stupid. Um, and, and I, I, I always have a problem with that for just so many reasons. And, and I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Uh, not to me, this didn't do much at all. Okay. Lashley got the upper hand and left Lesnar laying. Why am I not more excited about this? Because we don't know what the hell's going on and why. I think that's the biggest reason. Okay. What else happened here? Uh, JBL. I want to talk about JBL. You know, if it's really, it's really difficult to separate JBL, the person that we've heard so many negative things about in real life and the character because there's a lot of similarities there and there's a lot of crossover. And I think that's why JBL succeeded in the way that he did, because it wasn't really that much of a stretch to bring out his inner person on screen and amplify it as a heel, because that's who he generally genuinely is as a person. Um, he actually blocked me on Twitter. I take that as a badge of honor. Um, 
And that was actually under my old Twitter account that got banned like two years ago for no explanation. And I had like 45,000 followers that really I'm still, I'm still not happy about that. But um, beyond that, JBL comes out. Let's talk about what happened. And the crowd was gen, you seemed like happy to see him like, oh, cool. JBL's here. We don't know why. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the, the uh, Oklahoma crowd cheered for him. But if you know anything about JBL, and maybe you don't, uh, but he is a huge Texas Longhorns fan. Football, Texas, everything. And um, Oklahoma and Texas have a massive rivalry, football and otherwise. They don't like each other at all. So him as a Texan coming out and turned on the crowd pretty quickly and talking about how his Texans destroyed the uh, Oklahoma Sooners 49 nothing put up half a you know what did he say half of a century of points or something they basically beat the their football team 50 to nothing and the crowd hated it and he totally turned on the crowd and talked about how it takes a lot for him to get off of his private island and to to come out here and do something important um so he brings out Baron Corbin what i i don't know what to say about that I, again, and the reason is not because I hate it. I, I don't. I just don't want to make of this. Um, they've dropped the happy part of it, even though he's still got his happy music. He's not coming out making jokes. He's still got the same music, but he's just Baron Corbin. That's it. We've we, you know we, we've seen several iterations of Baron Corbin, the Lone Wolf, into the uh he was an authority figure for a while and then he became bum corbin king corbin to bum corbin to happy corbin to just baron corbin so there's been tweaks and and twists and turns in his character and now jbl finds it in himself to back this guy i i don't i'm again i don't know what to make this because jbl is is a really good speaker as much as what i think about him on a personal level and all that uh you know things i've heard not great, not a big fan, but in ring and on the mic, he's he's good. He is. And 
he just basically came out to endorse Corbin. Now, do I do I think that you know, JBL is going to be there on a weekly basis to be his manager? I don't know. You know, I think that's a possibility. But how deep does, does JBL want to get back into the uh, the wrestling business? There, I mean, because being a manager at some point, you, you know, you're going to get physically involved. I'm not saying JBL is going to have another match. But he's going to get back into the ring and, and maybe take a bump or hit a clothesline from hell on somebody or you know, here and there. So I don't know if this is a long-term relationship or he was just there to turn heel and, and, and get some steam behind Baron Corbin's return. So, you know, there's that. And, and, and we did have, um, we did have uh, the, the match here between Corbin and Ziggler, which was fine. Um, you know, the, the, the hilarious part, though, is when uh, the the victory over Ziggler was framed as some kind of massive victory, I think it was who was it? One of the one of the announcers, I can't remember who it was. Kevin Patrick maybe said that Baron Corbin is now a force to be reckoned with, and I'm like, he beat Dolph Ziggler, the punching bag of Monday Night Raw. The guy loses. He has more losses on his record than most guys on the roster. I actually wanted to look up Ziggler's win-loss record in WWE. And this is just WWE, not the independents, not any other promotion he's been on. Just win-loss. And here's how many wins he's had in his career. 678. He's had 822 losses. So 44% of the time he wins. 80, uh, 54% of the time he loses, and there was a small percentage of draws. So, uh, or Broadways, for those that know that term from many years ago, he, he he loses a lot, okay? He loses more than half the time. And that's not exactly a, you know, a really high hurdle to, to jump over and to use. You know, I, I wouldn't be, if, if I was a wrestler, I wouldn't say that, Beating Dolph Ziggler would go on my resume and I wouldn't bring it up in an interview, right? Like Dolph Ziggler is, he's just kind of there. He's the gatekeeper. He's the guy that they know anyone can work with. So he's, he wears a lot of many hats. He is, you know, he, he's, he's a great seller. People look at him as the next Shawn Michaels, all that, which obviously is not the case anymore. But my, my point is having Corbin beat Ziggler is the most ho-hum victory you can have on your return back. And they tried to sell it as some big victory. It's like, no, no, this is like, you know, this, this is not, this is not a big victory at all, but fine. He gets a victory. JBL reintroduces him. And now he's the modern day wrestling God. That's how JBL framed Corbin, the modern day wrestling God. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's going to stick. You, you, you can't do a knockoff of a gimmick and expect that to stick. It's just, it's just not. Um, I really don't think they know what to do with Corbin. That's what I really think. I feel like they just kind of are, they're throwing him out there. He didn't say a word. His move sets the same. His music's the same. They took happy out of his name. That's fine, but that's it. This is not a really a transformation. Now, maybe if JBL sticks with him, that could help. Or, or, you know, over time, but Corbin's a good talker on his own. You know, he's not a mute. He's not somebody that is a bad promo. Corbin, I think 
is a better promo than most people think he is. And I'm giving credit to him. And I think he's also good to, to really, to very good in the ring at times. It's, I just, I think Corbin oftentimes gets a bad rap for whatever reason, but I think his character is what really hurts him because it's bland and it doesn't feel like right now he has a, a true, a true direction. It's just, okay. He's associated with JBL, but okay. Let me know what you guys think. By the way, tomorrow's mailbag is uh, open if you'd uh, like to. I'll be recording maybe late tomorrow night, but more likely Thursday for the mailbag as I record video on Wednesday nights. So uh, that's uh, generally how it works. But try to get me your emails or voicemails in by tomorrow. If you're looking for the contact info, you can look for that in the show description of any mailbag. All of our, all of our mailbags have the phone number and the email that you can send in your questions to, and I'll answer them. Um. So anyway, yeah, not not a very impressive win with uh, Ziggler who loses fifty four percent of the time, and uh, yeah. So okay, the other thing, and guys, I really hate to be negative here, but it, maybe it's been so long since I've been negative on a Monday Night Raw that this is deserving, um, because Triple H has been so good, and and I'm not crapping on Triple H. You're gonna have kind of a lame o show for. You know, you can't, you can't keep it up forever, and that's fine. But Elias coming out and uh, you know, saying that he's about to get emotional, he's going to sing, you know, he's going to play a song. He had a piano in front of him, and uh, the, the most overused cliche, the most really like overused method of uh, interrupting Elias as he's about to sing or during his song. I mean, it's got to be like, has, has Elias ever completed a song and not been interrupted? I, I don't know. That'd be a stat to look up. It's got to be all. It's got to be probably like one song out of his like hundreds he's done, or at least attempted to do. But th- that wasn't really concern for me. Not not even the overuse of people interrupting Elias, which is just yeah, that's its own kind of issue. But it's Riddle here. Riddle is more concerning to me. Because he comes out to almost no reaction. I mean, maybe it didn't translate well on television, but his reaction was problematic for me. And maybe that's because uh, we, we 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 didn't really want to see anyone interrupt Elias. We haven't seen Elias in a while. We're like, oh, okay, let's see what kind of song he's got. And and I think people are genuinely interested in it. And instead, we get Riddle interrupting, not in a heel way, because he actually said he likes Elias, he's a big fan, he's got a couple of bongs, lol, we're all supposed to wink and nod that everyone knows he's a pothead, okay, like, you know, let's move on. But that that's the inside joke, and and then, uh, you know, that th- that's pretty much it. I think the silliness of Riddle here set him back a bit, and also interrupting Elias is not something people wanted to see. I just don't think they did. It was meh. Not the best night for uh for, for Riddle. Let me just say that, at least in this segment specifically. All right, let's move on. Uh the, the Miz attacked Dexter Loomis before their match. It prevented the match and Loomis getting a raw contract. Earlier in the night, the Miz tried to fake a knee injury to get out of the match, and Johnny Gargano repeatedly told the Miz he just needed to come clean about something to make Loomis stop stalking him. So that seems to be the kryptonite is for Miz to come clean about something and then Loomis will stop his repeated attacks. So 
All right, that's, a, that's at least a step in the right direction beyond just the constant random attacks. So we have a, maybe an end here. Dominic versus AJ Styles. This was good. Okay, so let, let me transition to something good. Uh, the heat on the, on the Judgment Day is still really, really hot. Uh, the Oklahoma crowd in general is a bit subdued on Monday night. That kind of is what it is. It's kind of expected also down in the South States where it's, it seems to be not as loud. I don't know what it is. Uh, the smaller markets don't always translate to, uh, don't always translate to, to smaller reactions, but in this case it did. And by the way, they didn't also tell you where they were specifically, just the state of Oklahoma. Very obscure, very, very vague and mysterious. We don't know exactly where, right? That's how you know they are ashamed of where they are. So they just name the state. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, so that hasn't changed either. I'm telling you, Vince was backstage. <laughs> it feels like Vince was backstage just kind of pulling strings somehow. Um, but uh, Dominic versus AJ was a good match. It ended with a roll-up because Rhea Ripley interfered by grabbing Styles' boot and allowed Mysterio to, to get the, the, the pin here. Um, so Dominic beats AJ Styles. It continues to put really nice heat on uh, Dominic in, in what was a good match. And uh, AJ seemed shocked and angered. And even with Gals and Anderson out there, it didn't help. Um, it, the result is Dominic getting a victory. And the heat continues to build. Triple H... Got to give him credit here. He just will not blow that heat off until it's time. And uh, I'm on board for that. Okay. Uh, Dakota Kai and EO Sky beat Bianca Belair and Candice LeRae via pinfall with a tandem wheelbarrow suplex on LeRae. Belair attacked Bailey down the stretch and it left LeRae in a two on one situation for the finish. So I like this. I like that uh, Bianca Belair isn't just mowing through everyone right now. And it shows a little bit of her vulnerability here. And also Dakota Kai and Io Sky, given that they are the SmackDown women, or they are the women's champions, uh, tag team champions, that is. I think that it's it's a good thing that they get victories here. And, and, uh, and, and they did in, in this particular instance as well. The match was okay. Uh, you know, Bianca Belair is always... Insanely good in the ring. Candice LeRae also held her own. And you know, there's no shame in losing in a two-on-one. So Dakota Kai and Io Sky continue to to, uh, to roll here as uh, champions. And that's fine. It also also continues the, s- the secondary story of Bailey and Belair. Okay. Um, I was going to go into a rant, but I, I think I'm going to save that for the end. And what run I'm talking about is um, Ronda Rousey and... Her, her latest on-the-record need or want or request to not say women in the SmackDown Women's Championship. So I've got some poignant thoughts on that, and uh, I'll save that for the next segment here. I, I want to give a little more positivity before we get to that. I've got a solution for it, though. 
it may not be what you think. It's not fire rousy. It's actually a very common sense solution, very uh, kind of uh, no brainer that maybe Rousey hasn't considered or WWE hasn't considered, but uh, I'll solve the problem for Rhonda very quickly. But I also have some thoughts about her, her, her effing ego about this whole thing. So stay here for that. But uh, let's continue on with Monday Night Raw. And uh, actually, no, no, no. I, I, before I forget, because I have been not good about this lately. We, in the last day or two, got even more patrons joining us here. And uh, I want to give a shout out to two different people. Christina Turk and Shorty J. Not Shorty G. Not to be confused with Chad Gable, but Shorty J and Christina Turk. Welcome to the podcast family. Welcome to the ad-free experience. Hope you guys like it. It's certainly nice to not have to deal with those ads every 10 minutes, huh? I get it. All right. So uh, thank you, patrons. And again, you can join them at patreon.com slash WWE podcast if you also want to become a part of the group here, part of the family. And there's a private Discord server, too, if you want to join that and talk wrestling with all the other patrons. It's only open to patrons. Okay, let's see. The OC, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson take out Alpha Academy after hitting Chad Gable with a magic killer. And I'd imagine that, uh, you know, Chad, well, Chad did do double duty last night, okay? He had the important role, the very important role of pulling apart Lashley and uh, Lesnar, which I already went over before. He was kind of at the forefront of that. And uh, so he had to do double duty and actually have a match, of which he lost. And did you really expect Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson to, uh, to to really lose this? They just got back. They need some momentum coming their way. And Alpha Academy hasn't won a match, it feels like, in three years. So this is fine with me. Uh, but I also would recommend that Gallows and Anderson get on the microphone. Yeah, okay, you're back. But And we do the two-sweet thing and all that. Can we do something else? Can, can you tell us why you're back? What are your goals? Maybe you want to challenge the uh, Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Champ or the uh, un- undisputed Tag Team Championships. What What are your goals? You know, like I don't know. Give us something, and I, I don't think they know what to tell Anderson and Gallows to say because they don't have anything for them to say right now. But it feels like they also could use some some words, just as Lesnar could use some words as to what's going on, what's in your head, why are you back. Well, you know, just basic answers. I don't need an in depth you know, thesis. I don't need a dissertation on it. I, I just need basics so I can follow what's going on. I, I can understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. Motivation in pro wrestling is a huge thing that if you don't have, you can't relate to the character because you don't know why they're doing it. So you're thinking, well, I don't know why they're doing it, which means I can't put myself in that person's shoes. Like I have to know why they're doing it for me to relate to that person. And maybe I would also do that, you know? So Gallows and Anderson need a little mic time, as does Lesnar. Okay, let's continue on here. And what do I want to talk about? Let's talk about Seth Rollins and uh, Matt Riddle. Seth Rollins beat Matt Riddle to retain the United States Championship. Uh, How exactly did Riddle earn the championship? I don't know. Vince McMahon just said so. Again, it felt like a very Vince McMahon Raw. Um, You know, Seth Rollins suddenly earned it. Now I know Seth Rollins tapped out to Riddle in the in the uh, fight pit, but he wasn't champion then. So really you you don't earn a championship match until that person that you beat becomes champion and then you you beat them in a non-title. That's one way. But to beat them prior and then claim that you have first dibs on a championship that you didn't compete for 
doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't know. I, but they went to this the well one more time here, and I know why they did. They're really good together. Even if they really don't like each other in real life, whatever the case may be, they work together well. And it also puts the United States Championship at the forefront. That's also good. So even if you didn't like this match or didn't understand it or thought this program or hope this program was over, you at least can look at this and say, hey, the United States Championship that was essentially non-existent you know, just a few months ago is getting a main event spot that you can hang your hat on at least, you know? So, okay. So for this match though, Elias was at ringside and after I'm going to read the description of this, uh, just to make sure that you guys, those that don't didn't watch, maybe can see the visual of it. I know that some people use this show to, uh, to figure out what happened on raw. So uh, it's, it's short. I promise after a lengthy triangle choke by riddle, On Rollins, Rollins managed to escape and rolled outside of the ring, begging Elias to hit him for the DQ. Elias refused, and Rollins hit him in the face. Moments later, Elias slid into the ring to attack Rollins, but instead collided with Riddle, allowing Rollins to hit a stomp on Riddle for the win. Rollins scored the win and then hit Elias with a stomp after the match. And as Rollins lined up to hit Rollins, I'm sorry, Rollins lined up to hit um, Riddle with the the stomp on the title belt, Mustafa Ali ran in and took down Elias. The attack forced Rollins to run away through the crowd to end the show. I, you know, it feels like a, it feels like an ending to raw that is underwhelming. Yes. Because star power was really low out. I mean, yes, Seth Rollins is a star, but Ali, I'm not going to crap on the decision because how often do we sit here as fans and say they need new stars? They need new stars. Well, you know, new stars don't just grow on trees. They don't just fall out of your ass. Like you, ha- it takes time. It takes growing pains. It, it's a process. So I'm all for helping build the next st- uh, superstar. Fine. I-, I mean, superstar in the real sense, not in the entitled. You're suddenly a superstar when you become a WWE wrestler. That whole nonsense of a label. No, a true superstar. That's, I mean, it's, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm for the process. It is a little bit, I don't want to say boring, just kind of disengaging when they're in the infancy stage of trying to build a new star because you're used to seeing the massive stars close the show, a big ending. In this case, it's just Mustafa Ali getting a, a part on the show that he has maybe never gotten in the main event of the show on a Monday Night Raw on the road to uh, the Crown Jewel event on November 5th. So, you know, I, I, I didn't hate it. It just was unexpected. Now, this happened because Rollins made a new enemy after uh, he, earlier in the night, came out to celebrate capturing the U.S. championship. And uh, he was interrupted by Ali, who said he still wanted his shot at the title to, uh, as he was supposed to get when Lashley was champion. And then Rollins said he liked Ali before punching him. That's one thing I also want to highlight that was really good. Okay. I'm trying to balance out some of the criticisms of Raw here is what Rollins did here was awesome with Ali because, you know, he, he got the crowd to sing along to his, his music, which is not heel like, by the way, you know, you don't want to, you don't want crowd interaction, you know, uh, you, you, as a heel, you want the crowd to boo you. And that's essentially all you want, but fine. We're in the era of cool heels. So beyond Rollins and his sunglasses and his obnoxious outfits, which are always a joy every week, you had Ali come out and, and, and Seth did a nice job of duping us. He duped me where he was talking about saying to Ali, you know, I, I see you back there helping out the younger guys. 
and he changed his tone too to a more serious kind of not promo voice, but like man to man voice. And he said to Ali, you know, you're a great husband. You're a great father. And then just as he said that, bam, knocked down Ali and just starts assaulting him. I loved it. The timing of it was just such a D move, an A a hole move. I didn't expect it because his tone was just like he was just having a normal conversation and then out of nowhere just decks him. It was perfect. Duped us all that he actually cared. He duped the announcers. It was just a perfect segment by Rollins. A great heat seeking segment for Rollins. Um, that I, I just loved it. And we saw what happened with the United States Championship match later in the night as uh, Riddle took him on, as I just described. And again, no problem here. Ali, I think, is underutilized uh, and is also very good on the microphone. I think he's got a nice, good pr- uh, promo inside of him. We've seen shades of it when he was the leader of the very shameful uh, retribution as as shameful and confusing and irrelevant as that group was. He was very good as as a leader of a group. So at some point I could see him be the leader of some kind of faction. That's not to say I want the, you know, the, the, the 25th faction that WWE has created over the last two months, but at some point he's going to be a great mouthpiece for something, if not himself. Um, You know, so we'll, we'll have to see on that. Now, Everybody take a breath here because I'm not I'm not trying to hype up my rant or nor am I going to fabricate this in any way. I'm just going to speak about it and if it becomes a rant, it becomes a rant. So Ronda Rousey went on a radio show. I have to find out which radio show it is, but you can Google it. And she recently talked about how she wants, because you know what, what Ronda wants is what should happen, right? She feels that WWE should get rid of the women part of the SmackDown Women's Champion Championship, I should say. Now, we heard her slip up a couple of times uh, over the last couple of months where she would say SmackDown Championship instead of SmackDown Women's Championship. And she even on air said, you know, kind of quickly, like, I don't, we shouldn't have to say women. It's a SmackDown shit. Like, she, she would get annoyed by the fact that she screwed up and that she wants to just say SmackDown championship, like a five-year-old. Now, before I give you my solution to this, which is very simple, and I actually don't hate the solution, and it would actually make her happy and probably make the women happy and everybody happy. The argument against this is, well, the men, the men don't have to have men's championship. I'm also going to address that. Okay. But before I do that, I want to just say to Ronda Rousey, okay, because I'm sure she listens to this show with bated breath every every day, just waiting for an episode to drop. I th- this is the part of Ronda Rousey that makes me crazy. This is the part of Ronda Rousey that is the the, the part that makes me want to see Holly Holm, you know, rearrange her face again. Um, it's the entitled egomaniac narcissistic version of, of Rhonda. And how do I know all those things? What right do you have? What right do you have to demand that WWE change the name of a championship? You know, there's quite a lineage of women who have carried that SmackDown women's championship. Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Naomi, just to name a few. Okay, 
the, the four horsewomen have all held it. Um, and no, not one woman had a problem with that. Nobody, nobody said boo about it. Like, eh, why do I have to have women in here? It should just be the SmackDown championship. It's just speaks to her ego. And it also speaks to her lack of ability to say those three words together. She slipped up a couple of times. Like just because you can't say it, you can't say those three words together. doesn't mean we should rebrand the entire championship or remove a word because you can't figure out what that middle word is. Um, now let me get to the arguments. Oh, the men, uh, the men don't have it. Yeah. You know what the men also don't have a brand specific championship. If the men had a SmackDown championship and a raw championship, I would advocate for putting the men name in the championship. You'd have the raw men's championship, the SmackDown men's championship, but that's not how the championships are. These championships that the men compete for existed way before women's wrestling was ever relevant. And you guys were still just sex objects to uh, the, the television audience, the millions at home. So these championships were inherently for the men. Yes. And when you had women who were actually legitimate wrestlers, which there were several over the years, even during the era of sexualizing the women. Okay, Trish Stratus, Lita were pioneers in this. You had a women's championship. Okay. That's why you don't have men in there because it's implied that you don't need, again, for, for decades, championships have been won and lost by men. Women's wrestling only became relevant over the last five to 10 years in WWE. And I'm glad. I, I, I'm, I, I really enjoy it. Most, you know, there have been some weeks I enjoyed the women's programs and ra- matches more than the men's. Okay. And they've had some stellar matchups. They've got some ultra talented women. The Bianca Belair is, I think, the best athlete, women's athlete WWE's ever had, bar none. Um, yeah, all that. That's wonderful. But here's the kicker. Here's the solution. Okay. Here's the solution, Rhonda. If you have some, if you're allergic to having to say those three words or you feel like it's demeaning to women, which I'd love to hear that argument. How is it demeaning to women? I, I'd love to hear somebody say that. Um, that you know they're putting women's in a women's championship. Um, here's how you do it. You change the name of the championship. You don't change it to the SmackDown championship or the Raw championship. No, 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 no. That, that's sophomoric. That's kindergarten level. Why not come up with a women's world championship? Except you just... You name it something else, okay? You take the women out and you name it something else. If you name it the same as a men's championship, the people are going to get confused. It can't be the same. Uh, you can name it something else. Now, I'm, I don't have examples of what you could call it, but you could you could come up with a world championship for the women that doesn't include the word women in the belt. Do I think they're going to end up changing it? I don't. I don't. This is a whole lot of uh, nothing for me. Um, I mean, if you want to, to me, here's what I would do. I I would, uh, beyond that solution of just coming up with another another name for the championship instead of making it brand specific, what you could do is just add the word women's to women's world championship, right? The women's world champ. You don't want to put heavyweight, right? Because... You know, the, the weight of women is irrelevant in the, the championship name in WWE. But the Women's World Championship, 
Okay. How simple is that? Right. But I actually would agree that the SmackDown and Raw Women's Championship names should probably be retired, especially given the fact that you don't really have a brand split. Um, and, and the more we go on here, the more I realize they're not going to do a draft. And that may be for the best for WWE, because if they do a draft, they know they're not going to be able to hold themselves to their own rules. We've seen them violate it, you know, just in a couple weeks before. I mean, they, they literally can't help themselves. So what they've done is um, make themselves th- this kind of quasi brand split. There is there, there's not really one, but there is, and you can do trades. So they're kind of leaving everything alone and they'll move people as they need to. That's what they've done. That the hell that, that's how JBL brought back Corbin. That's what he said was he did a trade Ray for Corbin. Um, and as, as JBL ran down Ray Mysterio too, but if they're going to do that, fine. I'd rather have them do that and, and, uh, have kind of a soft brand split. than tell me there's a draft and then violate the rules a week later. So, but uh, anyway, Ronda Rousey is just the worst. I mean, <laughs> she's just the worst. I have to say, like on a personal level, I, I mean, you've had dozens of women carry that championship and no one said anything about it until Rousey comes along and she's like, well, I'm the biggest star that's held this. But if I speak up, they can use my voice to do what? Remove the word women? And bad choice. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. But uh, again, that's Rousey for you. Um, Maybe she can go eat some avocado toast or something. Remember that promo? Good God. Okay. Well, I think that does it for me tonight for the Monday Night Raw review. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I'll be back Thursday, most likely. I want to say tomorrow, but I don't want to lie to you. Probably Thursday. Uh, a miracle will be tomorrow, but more likely Thursday for the mailbag. If you want uh, info on how to get in touch with us and be a part of the mailbag description notes of the show for every mailbag is where that will live. So join us on Patreon. If you want to get ad free, everything for a dollar a month, patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Also Apple podcasts allows that as well for 99 cents a month on Apple podcasts or $10 a year. You can get yourself ad free everything. And uh, I'd appreciate it. We also have a website, if you didn't know, wwepodcast.com. All right. I think I've said enough. I uh, just double checking my notes here because I was really heated about that with uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I think I did. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care. And I'll talk to you next time. What's happening out in the wild world of independent wrestling? Weekend at Effie's. It's available on all podcast platforms and has the first-hand accounts of professional wrestler Effie each week as he tries to make sense of his crazy adventures, travel, and plethora of weird wrestling shows shared without interruption to friend and spiritual confidant Peter. Weekend at Effie's is a raw and thought-provoking look into a chaotic world, and with over a year of episodes available, there's plenty to listen to now. Just search Weekend at Effie's wherever you hear podcasts. That's Weekend at Effie's, E-F-F-Y-S. They also have a TikTok and Twitter at Weekend at Effie's or Patreon, patreon.com slash Weekend at Effie's. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com.
And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.